Hi, I'm Sam Hawley. This is ABC News Daily. Interest rates have risen again, this time by half a percent. From all accounts, the Reserve Bank isn't finished yet. It means millions of Australians will be finding it much harder to make ends meet. Today, economics reporter Gareth Hutchins on whether the new government can ease the pain. I'm Gareth Hutchins. I'm a business reporter for the ABC. Gareth, interest rates are up again. It's the fourth time this year. I want you to put that into some sort of context for me. How much more are borrowers paying now? Yeah, interest rates are up again. Uh, Economists think the Reserve Bank's only about halfway through its rate hiking cycle. So, you know, in April, the cash rate was just Mm 0.1%. By the end of this year, it could be around 3%. Oh, my gosh. That's an extremely rapid rise. In a surprise move, the Reserve Bank raised the official cash rate by half a percentage point to 0.8%. that surprised no one today. The Reserve Bank lifted the cash rate by half a percent. The Reserve Bank has raised interest rates for a third consecutive month, increasing the official cash rate by half a percentage point to one. The RBA hasn't lifted rates this quickly by this amount since the early 1990s. So we're dealing with a lot. And when it comes to home borrowers... Uh, let's say your mortgage was around 750000 at the beginning of this year. Uh, the combined impact of every rate rise we've had so far would be worth around $700 in extra mortgage repayments a month. Mm. So that's a lot of money. If your mortgage was worth a million, the extra repayments would be worth almost $950 a month. So by raising these interest rates, they are really taking that disposable income, that spending power away from households with a mortgage. Now, of course... You won't have to pay that just yet if you've got a fixed rate mortgage. But when people start to roll over onto the variable rate, which will be happening in earnest next year, about midway through next year, there'll be millions of people rolling over. Um, That's when people will really start to face higher rates. Mm, And you say we could be only halfway through this, so those costs really could go up substantially more yet. It's a lot of extra money to be spending and it's a tough time for Australians anyway, isn't it? Because the cost of everything else seems to be going up as well. So I want to talk to you, Gareth, about what the government can do to help us. We have a new treasurer, Jim Chalmers. He's landed in a pretty tricky position. Yeah, he's facing a really complicated set of problems. Our new government has begun its work in this time of serious uncertainty and the substantial challenges as I've described them, with a trillion-dollar handicap in our saddlebags. Whenever new governments come in, they like to point to the problems they've inherited and say these are the worst problems in history, unprecedented, never seen anything like it. They know their new government didn't make this mess but we take responsibility for cleaning it up. In our first few months in government... It's a bit of a kind of a rope play, but in this case, Chalmers does have a case because mm-hmm. what we're seeing in the global economy with inflation rising everywhere, central banks everywhere jacking up interest rates, wages aren't really rising that much, 
Um, you've got these supply chain problems, all the problems coming from climate change, what it's doing, you know, what we've seen on the East Coast in Australia with the floods, how that's damaged our food supplies. There's a lot going on. Mm, so do we have a sense yet of what sort of treasurer Jim Chalmers will be? How is he going to guide us through this pretty troubling economic time? Well, he's a... Like, he, he did his PhD in um, political science. It's quite interesting, actually. So the PhD was on Paul Keating's style of leadership as Prime Minister. Generally, go on the old rules, never complain, never explain and never resign. They're the golden rules. <laughs> he concluded in that PhD that successful leaders can only operate within certain boundaries, you know, set by both their, their colleagues and by the voting public. And if you neglect either of those domains, it will invite political oblivion. So he clearly thinks about leadership a lot. He's wanted this treasurer's job for years, so it finally gives him a chance to try to put his views on leadership into practice. I think that's probably a good way to think about how he's approaching things. We have it within us to stare down these threats, to steer our way through this difficult... He gave a a speech last week, an economic statement. Did we get any sense in that of, you know, what he wants to do or how is he talking to us. And with optimism and confidence that our best days lie beyond. Yeah, so he he explained how bad things were, so he didn't sugarcoat the situation. Mm -hmm. He said that they could get worse. Inflation will get higher from here. The economy will be growing more slowly than the policymakers were thinking only three, six months ago. Uh, and next year we might see unemployment start to rise because the rising interest rates will start to bite. The unemployment rate is expected to remain low through the latter half of this year before returning to 3 and 3 quarter percent by June 2023 and 4% by June 2024. At the same time, the forecast... He said that real wages, which is... You know, when, when your wages grow faster than inflation, so your purchasing power actually increases, he says that will be deteriorating for a couple of years. Based on current forecasts, real wages are expected to start growing again in 2023-24. So our purchasing power will not be going anywhere. And meanwhile, we'll be seeing prices for really important things rising. The, the, the main point he wanted to drive home was that it's going to be tough for a couple of years. So he's honest about that. We're going to face some difficulties for a while yet. It's good to be honest, but what's he had to say in terms of how he's going to soften the blow? In the short term, he basically said there's not a lot he can do. However, he has pointed to some things. Mm -hmm. So some of the policies that Labor took to the election, he said, will help with the cost of living pressures in, in coming years, including cutting childcare costs for more than a million families, cutting the cost of medicines on the pharmaceutical benefit scheme. Uh, He said the decision by the Fair Work Commission to increase the minimum wage by 5.2% would help a little, uh, and Labor had supported that, and they'll be pushing for higher wages in the care sector. But then the the next few things will take time. So he, he wants, he says, Labor will deliver more wage growth over time, he hopes, by helping to train people for jobs that will just pay more. It all sounds quite ambitious, 
but it's not going to help us in the short term. Why can't they do something in the short term to help us? What about some tax cuts that would actually put more money in our pockets to to help us over this rather tricky period? Labor hasn't been in power for more than three months. They'll be publishing their first budget shortly. And in that budget, they say they'll want to have some cost of living measures in there. Um, But if you think about things like tax cuts, you know, he's already said that he's concerned about the size of the Commonwealth debt, which is a whole other story. Mm. You know, we've inherited a budget which is absolutely heaving with a trillion dollars in Liberal Party debt. And when interest rates are rising, it actually costs more and more to service that debt. He's made it clear that the fuel excise that costs $3 billion will be removed mm. soon. There, there's, there are obviously arguments for and against the idea, but they had they did say before the election that they wouldn't be extending it and they just haven't decided to. Uh, we've been up front with people and said that that relief is legislated to uh, run out uh, around September. Uh, and that it will be difficult uh, to extend that relief given how much it costs to do so. We won't be able to extend that Okay, so it sounds like in the short term the government won't really do anything to assist Australians under this financial stress. And the economic uncertainty, that's going to last a while. In fact, you, you mentioned two years, so that's a big chunk of this government's term in power by the sound of it. How will voters judge Jim Chalmers, do you think? One of the major things that will be pressing on Chalmers as treasurer is the fact that real wages will be just deteriorating for the next two years at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they're deteriorating for the entire time of this government's first term, then you can understand that people won't care about whose fault it was or anything like that. They will just want some relief. So it could very well determine... Uh, the, the fate of this government, if they just don't really handle things well or communicate to people why the situation is the way it is. Mm, okay, and next month, Gareth, should we expect another rate rise? You would expect some to happen next month or they might just choose to take a breather for a month, see how things are going before moving again. So what what you actually care about is where we end up at the end of the year because that's when we'll see if the RBA is happy to settle with the cash rate around 3% little bit higher, a little bit lower. Gareth Hutchins is an economics reporter based in Canberra. Australia's median property value has dropped by 2% since May, while rents have increased by 9.8% over the 12 months to July. If you want to know if we're heading for a recession, we discuss that with the ABC's business editor, Ian Verinder, on July the 28th. This episode was produced and mixed by Chris Dengate. Additional production by Sydney Peed and Flint Duxfield. Our supervising producer is Stephen Smiley. I'm Sam Hawley. ABC News Daily will be back again tomorrow. To get in touch with the team, email us on abcnewsdaily at abc.net.au. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.